NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a free $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N for win. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's Thrive Fantasy promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks, including picks from the SGPN crew. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com. So that's SGP, that's Ace. Perhead.com says SGP. Hey, hey, and welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. We are back. It is Monday. We are here to talk today about the NBA gambling stats and trends that we can gather from the first seven games or so each team has played, or if you're the Rockets case, four games, because, you know, COVID happens. Very excited to have uh, Zach Broner back on the podcast, as always, and we're welcoming back Munaf Manji as well, who wrote a very interesting article about the NBA stats and trends on Sports Gambling Podcast. So make sure to go check that out as well as go check out our daily NBA picks at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. NBA picks. That's sg.pn slash NBA picks. sg.pn slash NBA picks. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review NBA Gambling Podcast. Please, it helps us out so, so much. And to show our gratitude, if you write a review... Send a screenshot of it to NBA Gambling Podcast at the SGPN.com. That's sports that's NBA but gambling podcast at the SGPN.com. Or you can hit me up at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. I have my DMs open, so you could send it to me there as well at the Ryan McKee. If you send us a screenshot, you will be entered to win a hundred dollars in our free hundred dollar giveaway. You have to do that by Friday, February 8th, to be included. Right now we only have like Five entries, so that's really good odds that you'll just win hundred dollars for doing something that you should be doing anyways. Is giving us an awesome review. Thanks so much. Okay, we're gonna get to the podcast. Okay, and joining me now, as always, we got Zach Swissbank Broner, and then we have a special guest today, a uh, SGPN regular contributor in football and basketball, and a, a staple on our Slack channel for sure. How's it going, Munaf? going well man i appreciate you guys having me on so this will be exciting to talk some hoops hell yeah i I thought it was about time to have you on uh because we're starting to have enough data early in the season to just kind of start looking at some early trends obviously not a lot to look at but things will definitely uh start to become more apparent i don't know like i feel like this season's been just so hard to predict. I mean, you can tell by Zach and I's uh, picks against the spread that uh, we don't know what we're talking about yet. Yeah, it's super early on. There's been some uh, interesting results. I think the other night or last week we saw the Knicks beat the Bucks by, what, 20 points or something like that. But I'm sure we'll get yeah. into that later on. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I think there's been multiple records sent as far uh, set as far as uh, biggest win discrepancy, you know, versus biggest loss discrepancies. So I, I, it just feels like these teams swing so drastically from night to night. Yeah. We're not sure we're going to get what we're going to get every from night to night. Right. It's almost like football where any team could win on any given night. Um, You know, there've been examples of that over this, over these what six seven games that each team has played so um yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes on throughout the season cool all right so first we're going to start off um by doing fraud or for real 
frauds are for real. Fraud, frauds for real. Frauds for real. Fraud, frauds for real. I'm going to ask these guys uh, six different teams that I've picked out that are kind of have surprising starts to their year. I'm going to ask them if they're fraud or for real. Frauds are for real. Fraud, frauds for real. Frauds for real. Fraud, frauds for real. We're going to talk about whether these trends are going to continue of them winning or if they're going to fall off or maybe they'll turn a corner if they have been losing. And then we're going to talk about Munaf is uh, publishing an article today of early NBA stats and trends for gamblers. Um, so we'll go through his article and talk a little bit about some of the more surprising stats or stats that he thinks are worth betting on now early on the season. And yeah, then we'll go. Uh, Zach, you haven't talked yet. How's it going, Zach? Going good. You know, I'm, I'm glad to have our first guest, Munaf. What's up? Um, and yeah, a lot of talk about it. It's funny, Slack was down this morning. So I was trying to catch up with you guys beforehand. So maybe it's like a, a sign or something for the new year that they want us to take more time off. I saw someone tweeting that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, let's get lots into of it, people, mate. Lots of people on the first day back uh, from the new year. Yeah, not exactly. Able to work because of Slack. <laughs> okay so we got to start off with the golden state warriors because steph curry had a 62 point game uh, I, w I didn't watch the start of that game but as soon as i heard that curry was on fire i made sure to tune in and uh, watch the second half which was just insane fraud or for real frauds are for real fraud frauds for real frauds for real fraud frauds for real uh, I'll start. I mean, I, I think I'm still kind of down on this team. Um, Draymond Green coming back. Obviously, he looked like one of the best four players on the floor last night. You got to be encouraged by that. Only had one point, took two shots, but he looked back to himself defensively. Uh, he was flying around, you know, doing his ability to switch everything. But yeah, they, they looked a little bit better with everyone kind of sliding into their role. Steph much more aggressive, obviously, with the huge night. But um you know, I just don't trust the supporting cast at all. It'll be interesting. I think Steph was a lot more aggressive last night. He was, like, demanding the ball early in possessions, you know, taking those isolation pull-up threes, the more aggressive kind of shot profile. So he and could he definitely driving, be – he was driving, driving to the, the rack rim, as well. too. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't just settling for three-pointers. He was also driving to the rim, which we haven't seen as much. He seemed a little hesitant in the first few games. And he, was, he wasn't trying to be, you know, okay, 2016 Warriors were flying off screens. Everyone's playing unselfish. He was saying, get me the ball, you know, and relegating these support players into their secondary tertiary roles. So that was impressive. Definitely could see some MVP type numbers, maybe from Steph individually, but still think they're a fraud uh, despite a big win last night. What do you think, Munaf? Um, I'm going to go for real. Um, I think the biggest thing for the uh, Warriors was that they were missing Draymond, right? He's kind of the floor general. He has that playing experience with Steph, and yeah, he had 62 points last night, but I think Draymond is going to get the guys, the supporting cast, into the right place, especially on defense, right? They're one of the worst defenses right now, ranked number 27th in defensive efficiency, so I think getting Draymond back on the defensive side of the uh, basketball, I think it's going to be really big for them, and then there was a lot of Twitter slander on Steph Curry that he wasn't what, – what's going on with Steph Curry? You know, MVP, MVP form, can he not carry a team? But, you know, last night, yeah, he shot the ball well. He, he, he was aggressive, like you guys had mentioned. But um, they're still sitting at three and three right now. I know the first two games they had – I think they, had, they got blown out by the Nets, and then I think they had the Bucks also. So um, I, I, think, I think they'll kind of get it together. I think the key thing for the Warriors going forward is going to be what they're going to get out of Andrew Wiggins. Right. That's the that's think the biggest thing for me is that if he's going to be that third scorer for them, if he's able to average anywhere from 15 to 20 points for them and kind of take that pressure off of Curry, I, I think they, they can sneak into the playoffs uh, with Draymond Curry, Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. What makes me nervous is that watching the second half of that game, despite Steph's 61 point performance, there were still times when the Trailblazers were coming in within like eight to 10 points of them, which is insane to think that you can have a 61 point score and the other team is still hanging around that closely. You look I mean, at last night. I mean, Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins still combined two of 10 for three last night. That's obviously not going to cut it, you know, especially to like, you know, 
if all this tension is going to step, there will be catch and shoot looks for those guys. Teams are, you know, helping off them a lot. Um, I, I will say in defense of the Warriors, I think there have, they have been subject to insane three-point shooting bad luck this year with teams, I think, shooting over 40% against them. So that might be something to follow in the next couple of weeks. Maybe that regresses a little bit towards league average. That's, that's a strong point, right? The strong point. I, I was so... Uh, they're three and three straight up, two and four against the spread. Their preseason win total was 36 and a half. I believe Zach and I both went under 36 and a half. Uh, what do you think, Munaf? Are under or over on that uh, win total there? Yeah, I think I would lean with you guys on the under, under there. So the, you still think they're going to miss? You still think they're missing the playoffs? I think they may be able to sneak in. Um, like a play a play-in team yeah like play-in team probably even that that eight that the nine to ten seed and maybe they get into uh that that play-in tournament for the for the for the eight seed and you know maybe curry has goes crazy from three-point land and then they're able to sneak in but it's going to go back to the warriors again like i said for their supporting cast what they're going to get out of those guys if they're going to make the playoffs or not yeah, and, and you look at you look you look at tonight. They have the Kings. That'll be a big uh, litmus test for them coming off this win. You know, they're two. Don't forget, two of their wins are against the Pistons and the Bulls here. So, you know, yeah. this will be a good test against a more average team. See if they can control at home too. So that, they should. We should. I was a little. I was a little surprised by the spread when I was doing my picks this morning. The Kings are favored by two and a half in Golden State. Yeah, I mean, is is that that. That we, we were also saying, you know, this could be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, obviously, you look at the injury report, I think no Tyrese Halliburton. and that'll be interesting game right there. And now for a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're very excited to have as our presenting sponsor today, Win Bet. That's W-Y-N-N Bet. If you haven't already tried Win Bet, you absolutely have to. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Win. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. W Y N N. You can get a free $500 risk free bet. And if you send in your first win bet screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, you get a free t shirt. There are tons of boosted bets at win bet, including a wheel spin to boost parlays, perfect for hashtag DGENs only. Win bet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, Michigan is coming soon, and more states are on the way, so keep checking it out. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, W-Y-N-N. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, you guys guessed it. We were talking before the podcast and you were asking me what teams I was going to throw out there. And you guessed that the Suns would be one of them. And yes, they are. The Suns are at five and two straight up and against the spread. Last night, they were losing to the Clippers by, uh, you know, over 20 points, at, uh, some at a few points. And they came back and almost uh, made it a close game at the end there. I was, I was thinking they could beat the spread but uh didn't quite do it uh the suns are they for real are they fake moon off you can start i i kind of have to go with they're for real because they're my best bet over on the regular season win totals um i said getting chris paul for them was probably the best move of any team in the entire nba for them to get a guy that's a Hall of Fame point guard to play, bear, sorry, pair him with Devin Booker. You take a look at what they've done on defense so far. They're number five in defensive efficiency, number eight in offensive efficiency. And they, it's not like they've played weaker opponents. They've played some pretty good teams. So Aren't they I giving really, up like the fewest points too to other teams? Yeah, I think they're probably in the top, yeah, top uh, five in that category. Um, but yeah, I think they've been, made a big commitment on the defensive end. Uh, of the court and for them to make that commitment I think it's going to translate to wins and for them to bring in CP3 um, especially down in the fourth quarter when it's clutch time and have a player like that and we've already seen a couple games where he's been able to lead that team to victories and and I'm buying into this team they could be a top five team in the west wow top five that's awesome uh what do you think Zach yeah no I think they're for real as well defense looks really good definitely um you know, with Mikhail Bridges at playing at this level too, you know, he kind of gives them another 
bright young piece for the future, just from a macro perspective. But yeah, seven guys averaging double figures for this team. Uh, you like that. And you know, it's CP three still, I, he, I don't think he's been that good necessarily from an individual perspective. I think he has these guys in line. Um, he's obviously been solid, but you know, shooting 40% from the field here, 13 points, nothing crazy. So that if, as they continue to ramp up the season towards the playoffs, I expect him to get going individually. Um, DeAndre. Yeah. To, I think he has another, I think that's what's scariest about them is CP3 yeah, exactly. hasn't been that good and he's got another level to go to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that was what I was trying to say is, you know, and Aiden hasn't been that good on offense either. You know, he's still only, right. at, only at 14 points. So, and, and um, they have a lot of pieces they can, they can get clicking. Um, so yeah, with, with this, if they keep up this defense, it allows them to sort of explore that upside offensively while having a, the floor of a playoff team, which is, which is, you know, you couldn't ask for more. So good start yeah. for them. I would say they're for real. I've been most impressed by their secondary players that a lot of people aren't thinking about. Mikhail Bridges already looks like he's really taking a jump. Cam Johnson looks great off the bench as their sixth man. Uh, even Cam Payne, who he's really, you know, 100% turned his career around. We thought he was a bust in the G League, and now, you know, he was a, a lottery pick, and now he looks like a legitimate uh, backup point guard, maybe a starter one day, even. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of perfect in that like energy bug point guard role off the bench. Um, so it definitely looking like a good pickup after he, he was that good in the bubble last year. Yeah. What were you going to say Munaf? Yeah. I think CP three also came out and said that campaign has been that kind of energy that they needed off the bench. And as you mentioned before, yeah, Phoenix are the number one team and defensive points allowed are only giving up 100 points per game. So if that translates for them throughout the whole season, there's no reason why this team is not a playoff team. And like I said, a top five team in the West. I think that's what's most surprising about them. I think a lot of people expected them to come in as an offensive juggernaut. Uh, and yet they've been playing defense a lot better. A lot of their uh, totals have gone under, right? Am I right? Am I right on that? I think most of them have, if not all. Yeah, I think uh, as of last night, um, they are, um, I think it was, they're five and two to the under uh, going into the, in their okay. past seven games. Yeah, let me make sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're five, they're five and two on the season, so they've played seven games. Yeah, sorry. They're six and one to the under, and they're averaging 208 points in their contest so far, so in the high scoring league right now where we're seeing totals that are posted at 230 and things like that for this team and for them to be six and one to the under only averaging 208 points per game kind of shows you their defensive commitment on, on that side of the, on the, on the ball. Yeah. I think that their, their schedule has been tough too. They haven't really played any throwaway teams yet uh, play, you know, Dallas, who's struggled, but they still have Lucas. So you have to take them seriously. Sacramento, New Orleans, Utah, Denver, and the Clippers. I mean, they beat Utah and Denver back to back. Uh, and we thought that they would lose that Denver game because of the, just the road schedule of that. Yeah. yeah. That, um, the, uh, I think that Utah win was really impressive, especially, you know, what the expectations are for, um, for the uh, Utah Jazz this year. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what were you going to say, Zach? No, I was going to say that last night's game between the Clippers and Suns was a great uh, nightcap. Uh, that yeah. was a sick game. Uh, okay, moving on. Speaking of the Clippers, I thought we'd talk about them next since they beat the Suns last night. They're 5-2 and two, straight up and against the spread. Their, uh, their preseason win total was set at 46.5, which is the fourth best record predicted record. Uh, a lot of people were split on this team coming in, thinking that uh, maybe that they, with the new coach and Ty Lu, uh, the changes, maybe they're still not serious. Uh, maybe Kawhi is not the leader that they need. Uh, they've actually looked, to me, they look for real. I liked them coming in. I picked their over on win total, and they've been really impressive. Obviously, they had that horrible loss to Dallas, which I think was the worst loss in franchise history. Just saying something, there's been a lot of really bad Clippers teams. How about you, Munaf? Do you think they're uh, fake or for real? Coming into the season, I was kind of down on them, but looking at, I've, I've watched pretty much every single one of their games so far this season, and yeah, they look for real. I mean, they have, I think, about seven guys that are shooting 
uh, 40% or better from three-point land. And, and that's really impressive, especially when you picked up Nick Batum, who's shooting 45% from uh, three-point line. And Serge Ibaka has been really a really good pickup for them also. And your two all-stars are averaging um, 25 or 22 and 25 points per game. And, and they're getting help from Luke Kennard and Serge Ibaka, who's averaging 13 points for them. And I think it's kind of come together for them so far this season. And I think Paul George is really playing with that chip on his shoulder. He's, he was getting a lot of slander coming out of out of the bubble. And, and he mentioned that last night in the post game interview that, you know, Hey, I was getting a lot of slander for the bubble. And, and he took that personally and it's shown so far in the season, he's been playing really well along with Kawhi. And, and yeah, I think they're sitting tied for number one in the Western conference right now. So yeah, I think they're for real. I think they're for real too. And I, I think the most interesting thing, I mean, you mentioned how they're shooting 40% from three. I also feel like it, seems sustainable for them like the players that they have are savvy veterans they're not just like younger players who are getting hot and will probably fall off we've seen paul george be this player before late last year was more the aberration for his career rather than the norm and Kawhi, you know Kawhi is always going to be Kawhi. so and i like them putting serge Ibaka in the starting lineup but it seems where he should be where he's coming off the bench uh, for the Toronto Raptors the last few years. He seems comfortable in the starting role. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, no, I think this this team looks really set up for regular season and the playoffs, uh, getting a lot out of their depth. You know, I think everyone kind of in the perfect role right now, as you, as you said, Munavi. You know, Nick Batum, I think, is someone that's going to be a sneaky, really good pickup for them. He's been a stud, um, just a super functional player, really good. Um, and yeah, like Paul George. Starting, do you like him in the starting lineup, or do you think Marcus Morris, when he comes back and is fully healthy, would be in the starting lineup? I, I like Batum in that, in that starting lineup because of how unselfish he is. He's just willing to share the ball. Um, and, and Marcus Morris is a guy who can chuck shots at times. Um, obviously, like this team is playing 10 deep, so there's there's minutes for everybody, especially in, in the regular season. Um, you know, Kawhi hasn't honestly been that good to start the season by his standards, so be interesting to see that Paul George obviously playing phenomenal so um yeah I, I think this is the best team in the league this year um so looking forward to seeing them continue to progress I agree a lot of people were saying that they thought that Serge Ibaka would be in that second unit pick and roll with Lou Williams and he's been in the first unit so it'll be interesting to see if like Marcus Morris if they put him in the second unit if they can get a pick and roll going with those two yeah, that, that, that could be nice. I mean, they, they, they continue to want to be really deep. You know, I think they have 10 guys playing like, you know, 15 minutes or more. So um, they'll, they'll, they'll find a role for everyone. And right now, you know, you have Serge Ibaka playing 24 minutes. Uh, that's, that's nice to be able to preserve him a little bit for the playoffs when, when you might need him to go deeper into games. And now for another quick break, we'll be right back. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate all the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes who have the biggest impact on the game. All you have to do is pick 10 out of 20 available player props for NBA, NFL, NHL, if you're into that, PGA, MLB is coming, eSports apparently they have. Each prop is assigned for a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points to win your share of the prize pool. Use promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and don't forget to use promo code SGP. Okay, so we're going to go to the other side of this now. Here are teams that have been disappointing coming out of the gates. So I guess if you say fraud, that means you think that they'll get better. They've just been playing fraudulent. And if they're for real, they're going to stay bad. <laughs> Not to confuse you. Here we go. Uh, we've got the Denver Nuggets. They are two <laughs> and four straight up and against the spread. I mean, this is Zach's team. He had very high hopes coming into them. I went with her under at 44.5, mainly because I had read a stat that the last two years, their point differential had been a lot lower than their standings had been. So I thought that they might regress a little bit to the mean this year. Not saying that I don't think that they're a good team. They certainly are. And I expect them to play better than they have been. Uh, they've had a pretty tough schedule. Only Sacramento has been better than we thought they were going to be. 
uh, and they, they beat up on Minnesota last night, but Minnesota has been really bad without Cat. Let's start with you, Zach, since this is your team. Are they fraud or for real? Uh, I think they're for real. I mean, they're still, they're getting up to, you know, they're fourth in offense now. So um, that side of the ball, I think is kind of squared away. Jokic obviously having an MVP caliber season to start the year, um, just playing so well. Jamal Murray is kind of now back to the guy that we expected to see. So offensively not worried. Um, this second unit, it's been an issue. I feel like they have, they had, we liked their depth, but their depth hasn't really fit together that well so far this year. So they're really trying to find a way to tread water with uh, Jokic off the floor. Last night, Coach Malone cut cut Hartenstein out of the rotation, so they, they only went nine deep last night. It allowed, I think, a little bit more spacing on the second unit. Compasso uh, broke out last night with 15 points, plus 26 in a season-high 21 minutes. So um, I, th- I think that they're still figuring some things out. Obviously, starting two and four is not ideal when the West is this competitive. But, you know, I think their, their defense, they're in the bottom, you know, they're, they're what? Uh, 29th in defense so second worst in the league so that's obviously where the improvement has to come from and um yeah not i'm not worried at all so i guess a fraudulent bad i mean they've been bad no doubt but um i think they're they're for real a good enough team to figure it out on the fly and you know push for the playoffs yeah so you think that they're a fraud bad team and they'll get to be a good team Yes. Got it. I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Anything about Jokic starting off uh, leading the whole league in assist. I think this is like the first time a center has led the league in assist for at this late in the year since I can't remember when. I mean, he's just so dialed in and obviously him coming into the season in shape has, you know, reaped the massive rewards because he's been doing this stuff late in the year, every single year, the last few years. Um, But now he's bringing it to, weeks one, two, and three at NBA season. So hopefully he can sustain this level. Um, obviously, you know, Coach Malone not shy to play him a lot of minutes. You know, they're two and four. They got to win games. So, you know, he, he's definitely yeah. a guy to watch in the MVP race. Yeah, and I, I think that they'll bounce back as well. Jamal Murray started off slow, but he's looking like he's rounding into form again. Uh, Munaf, what do you think? Um, I have to agree every, with everything Zach said. Um they got off to a really slow start. Jamal Murray got off to a slow start. Um, but they really need, I think, some of these role players to really step up for this team. Uh, I was watching the game last night, and as soon as the Jokic leaves the floor, this offense kind of it kind of sputters. You know, there's no ball movement. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of standing around and not movement and not not really there's no flow. Um, and Will Barton has not been the guy that they've hoped for so far this season he's been really struggling so I think if they're able to get some of these role players going and and um, really get, live up to the offense that we know that they can be the issue for them is obviously on the defensive side of the football number 29 and defensive efficiency so if they're able to fix the, the problems that they have on defense we know offense is not a problem for this team they can fix the defensive issues that they're having I think this team will be better than we've seen so far okay all right so yeah i mean just they're going to turn around yeah and just to add on that i mean i think you look at how bad will barton and gary harris have been like that really neither of them are you know a, a, a certified catch and shoot three-point threat and that kind of hurts the spacing of this team especially when you want to build around a pick and roll of murray and Jokic. you know you would and you have michael porter who is obviously a lethal shooter so I, I do think the trade possibilities are there for are starting to emerge for this team. Like I, I think you might see a different team after the deadline because these Barton and Harris deals, um, you know, they're both carry a sizable amount of money. So you can return a quality piece in return and neither of them are performing at the level or doing what this team needs. Um, you know, they need Gary Harris's defense, but that's the type of player you could possibly uh, get back in a trade. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely something to watch with this team because the fact that they've sniffed around with James Harden just shows that, you know, they might be looking to mix something up here. Not, not that they're looking for hard, not, they're not looking to trade for Harden, but as the Brian Windhorst report uh, said that they are looking to be an active third team in deals is what I meant to imply by that. <laughs> Which is a bit I, surprising. I, I, I see Munaf shaking his head like crazy. I mean. <laughs> well, Munaf is a spurned Rockets fan, so uh, he's not going to support anybody trading for Harden. Are you? 
I think we'll get to the Rockets later, but I, I think that if the <laughs> what we've seen and read from the new GM for the Rockets has been that if we're going to trade James Harden, we want a huge haul back, and that's going to mean that they want one of Jamal Murray and the Jokic in return. And I don't think Denver is going to part ways with either one of those guys. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I didn't mean to say that. That I, I, the Nuggets will not be traded for James Harden. I just meant that. In Wendy's report about the Harden situation, he said the yeah. Nuggets are looking to service as a third team and get involved in a big deal. So, um, yeah. it was what I meant. Surprising. I think they might be looking for a smaller deal. It feels a bit surprising to them since they've been building within for the last uh, five years and really had a lot of success. They haven't, you know, been in the talk for any major uh, free agents. Yeah, Besides, no, I, mean, I guess Millsap a few years ago, right? Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean to set us down this path. I meant I, I think that, I think they could be a team. <laughs> I think they could be a team that looks to make a small deal. Why do you think that James Harden is going to play <laughs> for the Nuggets? Zach? God damn it! Fuck, I'm such a no. I, I meant uh, you know. I think you could you could look at this maybe attaching Will Barton and a young asset yeah. in return for a three and D shooter um, yeah. to go you know a Jay Crowder type you know for the Heat last year is is, is what I meant to say. One final break and we'll be right back. Better Than Vegas is an all new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DGENs only care about most, sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get video picks from the SGPN crew that we're exclusively posting on betterthan.vegas. They cover all the sports as well. NFL, college football, college basketball, soccer, and of course, the most important one, NBA. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you don't miss any of our videos. And have you ever thought about starting your own sportsbook but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com. That's aceperhead.com. We've got the Toronto Raptors. Now, I had them as one of my best bets over preseason uh, the, to go over their projected win total of 41 and a half. That has not looked good to start. They're one and four straight up and against the spread. They've lost to the likes of uh, New Orleans twice, San Antonio and Philadelphia, which are all good teams, actually. So that's not too bad. They beat uh, the New York Knicks. That's their one win. Um, what do you think? Uh, we'll start with you, Munaf. Is this team fraud or uh, for real? Frauds are for real. Fraud, frauds for real. Frauds for real. Fraud, frauds for real. I was actually down on this team coming into the season. Um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't been able to watch a lot of their games, but the, the biggest issue I've seen, at least from a stats perspective, is that they are dead last in offensive efficiency, right? They're not, they're not getting the production from their main guys that they would have hoped. I mean, Pascal Siakam, 16 and a half points per game. Um, OG Ananobi is only averaging 12 points per game for them. So defense is not going to be a problem for this team. We've seen that over the years that they, they're a good defensive team. It's just on the offensive side of the, um, of the basketball is, where is the points and the and and the offense going to come from? Cal Lowry shooting forty one percent from the field. Fred Van Vliet, who they re-signed to a big contract, um, also forty percent. Pascal Siakam at forty percent, and their three point shooting hasn't been there either. Pascal Siakam again twenty eight percent. So if if Pascal Siakam is going to be that guy for them, and this team is going to build around him he's got to play a lot better than he has so far but i'm i'm currently down on this team yeah so you think they're going under that 41 and a half yeah for sure and where where do you have them in the in the east are they gonna sneak into the playoffs or are they gonna fall out of the playoffs i'll make a bold bold prediction that they'll fall out um wow there's been some surprise teams in the east here so far um i think they fall out this year um something's not right with this team Maybe they get better in, in the next couple of weeks. And then I look like an idiot for saying that, but I'll, right now I'll, I'll make a prediction that they'll fall out of the playoffs. All right. All right. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, something is wrong with this team. I mean, they, I, I, I'm going to say they're for, or they're, they're fraud bad. I think things will turn around. 
Um, but I do think, you know, the Pascal Siakam's one game suspension that he was leveled by Nick Nurse, um, very uncharacteristic of this, you know, Raptors culture that's been built over the last couple of years. And we you look at this team, they were my best bet to the over on the win total. I thought they're kind of have built up that Spursy and, you know, high floor every year. So was concerned with that. Although, you know, you look at the schedule, pretty much every, they, pretty much every loss they've had has been relatively excusable, uh, including that, that Philly game, which they controlled for about 36 minutes and then um, gave it away late. So big game at home tonight against Boston for them. That'll be yeah. kind of a nice litmus test in the end. Look, their deep, their defense is still in the top five. That offense has been bad. Um, Pascal, who's a guy who McKee, you and I ripped on a lot during the playoffs. You know, he, he's not looking like he's up to the task um, of being a true number one option. That being said, you know, Van Vliet and Lowry have, have been solid. So um, I think this team will find their way. They've kind of earned the right to start. I see them similar to the Nuggets. You know, they've earned the right to start, you know, one, four, two, and four, and then uh, still believe they can turn things around. But obviously the shortened season does make everything feel a little more urgent. Is Maybe that's just me imposing that, but um, those 10 get less games, I think – it does hurt to start like this. Absolutely. I still think that, um, I mean, they've gone over their projected win total like the last nine years. I don't think that they're going to fall off that much. They would have to what, lose like 10 or 11 more games than they did last season for them to go under. I, I think Nick Nurse gets them back on track. I, you, you're right. Something is wrong with them, but they don't seem like the team they were last year. Obviously, they lost both their centers, but... Uh, they played a lot of games without those centers, Gasol and Serge last year. So I think that they'll get back. I think that they are a fraud, bad team and a uh, good team masking. Okay. Yeah. Last- and, and Chris, they, they do look like they found something in Chris Boucher. He seems to be the better option between him and Baines. Um, sneaky good DFS guy, I guess uh, I would say, you know, he's putting up 13 and six and two, two blocks. Um, so some counting stats and he's been solid. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the last team I have written down Brooklyn nets three and four straight up two and five against the spread. They've been killing you against the spread. They started off the season looking out of this world against golden state and Boston. And then they turned around and lost to Charlotte and Memphis split games with Atlanta and lost to the wizards, which is probably the most odious of all. What is on going on with this team, Zach? Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely experiencing kind of the trials and tribulations that every team gets that's like so championship or bust is, you know, you have to bring it every single night. And they've kind of been playing with teams and then um, it comes late fourth quarter and then, you know, a team can hit shots and you end up losing a game. I'm not worried. Uh, I still see this as the highest ceiling team in the East. Um you know, their, their defense has shown signs of not being what it was. Obviously, in those first couple of games, they were so locked in. Um, but I, I'm not worried at all about this Nets team. How about you, Minoff? Yeah, I'm not worried either. I mean, when you have one of the best players in the NBA and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving has been really good too. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're just going through um, – the ups and downs and kind of figuring out um, where, where the role players and kind of everything uh, comes together for them, you know, losing did was big for them. So I think they're trying to find that player that's going to take on what did what he did for them, whether it's Karis LeVert, whether it's Landry Shamit or it's, or it's TLC. Um, they started off, I think top five in defensive efficiency. Now they're all the way down to number 12. Um, offensively, I'm not worried about this team when you have, two scorers like Kyrie and KD who are both averaging 26 points plus per game for them. Um, It's just, they're just going through the growing pains right now. And I fully expect them to be a top four team uh, in the East and possibly get to the Eastern conference finals at least. Yeah. And I I also just to follow up on that. I mean, you look at with this team right now, they they're supporting cast need to start hitting shots. Like that's also a key, a key issue. I mean, you know, Karis LeVert 37%. Uh, Torian Prince, 30, and these are, these are from field goal overall. Um, you know, Karras, you know, he, he's getting his all-you-can-eat role on the second unit, but he hasn't been efficient, um, and he's only averaging 13 points. So he, he needs to step up a little bit. Um, and, yeah, Shamit, Torian Prince, um, you know, Luau Cabrero, these are guys who are going to need to hit shots, especially with all the attention that Katie and Kyrie can draw. And, and Joe Harris obviously been a stud. He's shooting over 50% from three, so 
he he's thriving in this role. Okay, so we're gonna move on to uh, Munaf's article. I'm gonna call this next section. What do the stats say? What do the stats say? What what do the stats say? We're gonna find out right now. And uh, Munaf has some. He's broken down a lot of trends and stats. I'm going to ask you some questions on your article. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Click on the NBA section and you will find Munoff's article there by the time you hear this. Let's go. We got the best team against the spread right now. You have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I had them at like, I had them at four and two, but it probably goes, depends on what spread you have. Uh, Why have the the 76ers been so good, Munoff? Sixers, I mean, if you look at the stats, number one in defensive efficiency. I mean, they're playing on the defensive side of the ball really, really well. And I think one of the things that I I didn't mention in the article, and as far as going to player stats, is Seth Curry has been really, really good for them. He's averaging, I think, 16 points per game for them. And and that's been really big for them. And I think Daryl Morey had came in and and surrounded Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons with, with some good shooters. Um, you know, we're not, they're not going to struggle on the offensive side of the, of the basketball when they have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris has, has been pretty good for them. Four guys are averaging double figures for them. So like I said, Seth Curry is at 16 points per game, which I think is really surprising, at least for me. Um, he's shooting 51.5% from three point land and, They've made a good commitment on the defensive side of the basketball and for them to be number one in, in defensive efficiency, I think that's what's translated for their really good start this season. I think they're number one right now in the um, in the uh, Eastern Conference at five and one. Yeah, uh, I think that they're I think that they lost they have less talent than last year and losing Al Horford and Josh Richardson, but I think that their talent fits better. If that makes any sense with the, uh, with Seth Curry being such a great three point shooter. And I think it's probably nice for Seth Curry to be the fourth option in that first unit. Whereas in Dallas, sometimes he was the second option. If KP was off the floor, uh, Zach, what have you seen from the 76ers team? Yeah. I mean, I think just when you can hold this level on the defensive end, it'll it takes so much pressure out their offense like they're not they don't they don't need you know Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons all of a sudden to be perfect together and make everything happen and pick and roll you know it it alleviates so much pressure on them finding the ceiling of this offense so as long as they can keep that up it, it, you know I think they're they're going to be dangerous and um, yeah the pieces do fit a lot better around around their core Okay, moving on to the worst against the spread teams. One of the most disappointing teams for me, I thought they were going to be a lot better, was the Wizards. I thought them adding Russell Westbrook would uh, means that they were really playing for one of those playoff seeds. They've looked nothing but rough. They're two and five against the spread. Moonoff, what are the stats saying about the Wizards? I don't think offense is a problem for this team. I mean, they have obviously Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal who are more than capable of getting points. They have good sh- uh, shooters in uh, Davis Bertans and, and they uh, recently got uh, Rui Ashimura back also, who I think that first game back, he was really good. The biggest thing for the Wizards is again, on that defensive side of the football, number 26 in defensive efficiency for them. Um, so I mean, they got a big win last night against, against the Nets. But I think that was more of a personal game for uh, Russell Westbrook going at, back at his, you know, teammate Kevin Durant and wanting to get that win. But, um, yeah, if they make that commitment on the defensive side of the basketball, I, I think this team can sneak into the playoffs as a seven or eight seed. They're still number 11 in uh, um, offensive efficiency. So I think that's only going to get better for them um, as the season goes on. Denny Avdia has been, has been pretty good for them. Um, and their two stars ha- have been good too. Russell Westbrook, I mean, I think he's going to finish the season averaging a triple-double again. And um, Yeah, but I we've seen that can, that doesn't always equate to wins. Yeah, but when you have a, a scoring star in Bradley Beal who he can, you know, kind of pass the ball to and let him go do his thing, 
that'll translate to wins. But I think the biggest thing for them right now is, is focusing on that defensive side of the football, uh, sorry, football, I keep saying football, uh, <laughs> defensive side of the basketball. Um, and, and Thomas Bryant has been one of the more surprising guys, at least for me, for this team, he's been really good for them also. Absolutely. Um, I liked them to go over their win total. Zach, you had said under, do you feel good about your pick? Yeah, I do. I mean, this team, they, they still, I think, can get back to, you know, slightly below average or whatever it will take to make the play-in game. Um, so I'm not completely out on them, obviously. I mean, it's crazy. They have a guy averaging a triple-double, and they have a 30-point scorer, um, and they're 2-5. and five. You know, Bradley Beal's obviously been ridiculous. So that's another name to follow for trade discussions, even though apparently he's settled in there. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say Thomas Bryan has been really impressive, I think. You know, he, he's kind of solidifying himself as a uh, – you know, very good offensive center. So happy for him. He's been a very hard work, good story. So averaging 18 a game and seven boards. So um, happy for him. And the Wizards All have right. given up 120 points per game too. So that's not going to translate to very many wins <laughs> if they're giving up that many points per game. So it's all about yeah. defense for Washington if they're going yeah. to get better. Yeah, let's, let's uh, I mean, they, that was their problem last season too, even without Russell Whisper, because they were great on offense and just could not guard anybody. So uh, yeah. let's see if that they turn that around. Okay, moving on to the next section of your article, you have the best over teams. It's the going over their, uh, going over the projected score total of the game. Um, we just talked about Washington and we've already talked about Denver. Why don't, uh, Denver is five and one, Washington is five and two. Why don't we talk about your Houston Rockets at three to one going over? They've been offensive juggernauts despite uh, struggling out of the gate. Yeah. Um, Rockets, are, they've only played four games so far this season, right? But they're still number 22 in defensive efficiency right now. Um, the last game they played against uh, the Kings was that second game of that series that we had, uh, I was talking about. Um, the game got off to a really high scoring start in that first half. I think they had both combined for, um, I think both had, I think they had 120 plus points in that uh, first half, but then kind of sputtered in the second half. Uh, John Wall has been really good for them in the two games that he's been back, especially on the defensive end. But when you have the offensive talent like James Harden, John Wall, um, Christian Wood has been, I think, such a good pickup for them this season. Um, it's translating for points. When you have a lot of guys that can score the basketball, it's going to translate to points for this team. Yeah. Um, Zach, what do you think about the Rockets? Are you just waiting for them to trade James Harden? Or are you bought in yet? No, I'm bought in. I mean, I, I think they, I'm bought into them as a good team in, in, until it, or slash if he gets traded. Um, obviously, Harden has been Harden. Uh, just so impressive considering you know, everything that's gone on. He just such a, he's such a high floor superstar. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, a, a, every piece is kind of looking like a good investment that John Wall, Christian Wood. Um, so I'm a believer in this team um, making the playoffs as long as they have James Harden. Yeah. It's been nice to see uh, an NBA superstar with a body like his scoring like <laughs> that. I mean, I don't think I've looked better with my shirt off than an NBA superstar in a long time uh, with the exception of uh, your boy uh, Joker, because, uh, but he looks good now, but uh, in the years past. Um, okay. So one of my favorite things about Munaf last season was that he did a good job of identifying uh first quarter teams and first half teams that we could bet on. It's a real fun to uh, win a bet in the first quarter of a game or the first half uh, right before everything really gets going. So uh, you've already identified some of the best first half teams. Uh, why don't you talk to me about Atlanta at five and one against the spread in the first half? Yeah, I think um, with Atlanta, number two in offensive efficiency, they're averaging almost 60 or they are averaging 60 plus points in the first half. I mean, Trey Young has been spectacular for them so far. Uh, Cam Reddish, John Collins, they picked, they picked up Clint Capella um, to kind of be that center defensive rim protector for them. But uh, yeah, number two in offensive efficiency and they're at number 17 in defense, but they're getting off to great starts um, uh, in the game, at least in the first half. Uh, if we take a look, give me one. Uh, yeah. So, First quarter, they have an average margin of, of plus seven and a half points. I think that's best in the league. And, and 
nine and a half points in, in the first half. So if you're looking to make a bet on first halves or first quarters, Atlanta has been a cash cow for them so far this season. Have you been betting the first quarter a lot? I've been actually off of losses right now. The two teams that I have been looking at number one has been the Milwaukee Bucks in the first quarter off of a loss. And then I, I've bet the Lakers a few times, um, like going back when we discussed it last season in the bubble where we were taking the Lakers in the first quarter, yeah. I, I've been taking some uh, first quarter Lakers money and they've, they, they've been, they've been really well doing well this season in the first quarter also. All right. And you also have identified teams who are the best second half teams and just uh, anecdotally, I could have told you that new Orleans was better, one of the best ones. Cause I feel like they always struggle in the first half and then uh, turn it on in the second half. The games they've won is when they've really come back. Um, tell me about new Orleans and their second half uh, trends. Yeah, so they're four and two against the spread so far in, in their games that they've played. Like you mentioned, they are getting off the slow starts in the um, first half. But I think having Stan Van Gundy as your coach and making those halftime adjustments and then coming into the second half and climbing back into the game and, and possibly coming back to win it has been really working really well for them. Uh, when you have a coach like Stan Man Gundy who, who who can make those halftime adjustments for you and and keep you in the game and and play well in the second half, you take a look at their fourth quarter average margin. They are plus five so far and plus uh, eight point three in the second half. So whatever they're doing or whatever's going on in the locker room at the half has been uh, going really well for them here in the second half of games so far, and they're four and two. Uh, I guess it's right in that second half. Yeah. Uh, Zach, do you have any live in in game live betting strategies you've been using so far this season? Um, not, not much. I honestly have not been doing that much uh, live betting so far this season. Usually, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what's what, what usually works is, you know, if you're a good team at home and they're trailing late third, early fourth, um, and you're why I usually just fire on that money line as long as, as once it gets to, you know, reasonably plus odds that that's been my MO in the past. All right. Well, uh, I've kept you guys a bit longer than I said, so I'm going to let you get out of here. Uh, make sure to follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Follow Zach at NBA Zach B. Uh, Moonoff, what's your Twitter handle again? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at sports nerd eight, two, four. Sports Nerd824. Uh, make sure to check out our NBA Slack channel. Go to sg.pn slash Slack. Uh, you can hit up Munaf with any questions about his trends. I know he's good about getting back to people, or uh, you can hit him up on Twitter too, probably, right, Munaf? Yeah, for sure. Hit me up. Uh, DMs are open for any questions. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.